Pickaxe. Hey all, I'm Dr. Alok Kanoja, but the internet knows me as Dr. K. I spent seven years studying to become a monk and then became a psychiatrist. I want to tell you a little bit about my podcast, Healthy Gamer GG where we combine my clinical experience of practicing psychiatry and sprinkle in years of experience as a meditation teacher and sort of focus on spirituality. So on the podcast, we're going to approach very common everyday problems from each of these lenses. And what we really do well is blend science and spirituality to create the most accessible solutions for people for their everyday problems. So check us out at Healthy Gamer GG on YouTube, Spotify, or Apple. Hello and welcome back to the Review of Death, your fortnightly home for Doctor Who news and reviews. I didn't say that quite right. It should have been the Review of Death, a Doctor Who podcast. Uh, it chops and changes every week. Does it? I try yeah. to get it quite... There's a slight variation each time. Is there a variation time. on yeah, the yeah, theme? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this is a Doctor Who podcast, in case you hadn't guessed. Yeah. And uh, this is Billy Garrett-John. Hello. I'm Matthew Toffolo. And we're talking about the Ark of Infinity today. We are. And I'm looking forward to talking about it. Yeah. Because... I didn't have an overwhelmingly terrible experience with it. Yeah. Uh, which oh, good. I wasn't sort of expecting. Oh, okay, but, good. But, you know, yeah. it's not brilliant. Yeah. But we'll get on to that. Yeah. You know, it might surprise you. It might shock you, some we of the things we We did consider uh, spending the patron money on a trip to Amsterdam. Yes. Uh, and filming live at the Red Light District. Yeah, um. <laughs> but they would have chucked us out. Because yeah. we would have been the weirdos in that yeah, scenario. Yeah. Um, but we'll, Going we'll... up to some poor prostitute and saying, <laughs> so now, do you realise that Peter Davison ran around the canals near here we, with Rice Krispies stuck you, to his face? Were you based around here at any yeah. point? in the 1983 maybe 1982 um, so yeah we'll, we'll, we'll run through some news because obviously quite a bit of stuff has happened since yeah. we last recorded uh, very sadly of course mm. we'll, we'll talk about it at the top of the show yeah. Bernard Cribbins has passed away I was I couldn't believe it I mm. don't know how I don't know how I found out I don't know if it was John who told me mm. but devastated unbelievable what a loss one of those people that when they're gone you're like I didn't consider there would be another side of this where they're not around you yeah. know they're just so omnipotent in yeah. british pop culture yeah um a bit like olivia newton john yesterday they're yes. just like they're always just kind they're of there. always yeah you just yeah it's, um it's crazy but obviously wilf in doctor who yeah. tom campbell in yeah. the peter cushing movies yeah. um i've got a few highlights right said fred right said fred of course yeah one of the most brilliant songs ever written uh the carry-on movies in like three yeah. carry-on movies yeah. Uh, the Wombles, of course, obviously. Yeah. The Railway Children. Yeah. It's just kind of British culture. Yeah. Wrapped There's, up in yeah. one bloke. You yeah, know? It really is. Uh, Faulty Towers. Oh God, yes, he's so good in that. Episode. And 114 episodes of Jack and Ori. Wow. What a dude. So he's has he got the record for the most episodes of Jack and Ori? I think if he doesn't still have it, at some point he did have the Gosh. record. Yeah. Yeah, because I think I saw a BBC archive thing of him being interviewed in, I want to say, 1991 mm. on Blue Peter. Mm. I think at that point he'd done the, the most he readings. had the record, yeah. yeah. And then even before that, he uh, or after that, he did Old Jack's Boat. Is that Was that what it was called? It was the kids' that show does ring on a bell. CBBC. Yeah. Um, he was still doing stuff. Yeah. Obviously still doing stuff because he was in Bristol weeks ago yeah. filming for the 60th anniversary crazy and he's just he's not there anymore no um, we won't go into that because it's sort of moot you yeah. know, we don't know what his involvement is no. in it no but um, yeah what a legend yeah and I think we should probably name Agador Bernard oh Bernard in, in tribute um, oh bless him so Bernard Bernard the Agador Bernard the Agador um, um, yeah. yeah that's really sad I mean uh, 
I imagine, because I know a lot of people were talking about Doctor Who, mm. um, I think it's quite sweet that that's going to be his last mm. on-screen role. I imagine we can expect that there will be some wonderful tribute at the end. Probably yeah. more, so, more than just a... You know, in memory of mm. think about what they did with Liz Sladen when they had like an Oldly program, I think, didn't they? Almost absolutely, to yeah. It. So I imagine they'd probably do like a little thing like that. Mm. Um, but it was nice to see different people speaking about him. Um, David and Catherine Tate yep. did a little interview, uh, and so did um, Sylvia um, Donna's. Oh, oh I forget really? The actress's name. Um, but yeah, it was. Yeah, it's just crazy. You know, we just had the films. Come yeah, out in come 4K, back out, yeah. and then of course he was back in Doctor Who yeah. proper. Yeah, just it's bonkers. nice. It's nice when when stuff comes out because we've seen it with the collection sets that yeah. things get reappraised. And I think a lot of people were sort of saying in the days before he passed away because yeah. the set had just come out, as you said. People were going, he's brilliant in that. He's film. So good in that film, he really holds it. He's so good. He, he holds the comedic element, yeah. but he still reacts when he needs to, and yeah. you know, he's he's. Yeah, fantastic. It, didn't you ask me, didn't you say, oh, who do you prefer, Ian or, yeah, or Tom. Tom Campbell? I, yeah, Tom Campbell, because mm. he's he's funny, but he's more grounded in, the, in yeah. a way that Roy Castle isn't. And I I'm think not, that's the wonderful thing about Bernard, Yeah, yeah, he yeah. knew exactly how to pitch things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was lovely seeing all the, the stuff from, like, John Sim posted a lovely thing on Instagram. Did yeah. you see that? Yeah. Where he said about, uh, after every take, he'd be like, oh, you horrible bugger. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. He's, he's fab. Um, but yeah, yeah, gutted. Really, yeah, really sad. So yeah, rest in peace, Bernard. R.I.P. Bernard. Um, in a slight, it's difficult to segue into anything mm. else after that. But the Dalek illustrated book is coming out, and that looks quite nice. It does look quite nice. Yeah, yeah. I was. I, it's not something that I would probably when, buy. When was the last time you bought a Doctor Who book? <laughs> Go on. Uh, I bought one on. One, not one that was published Sunday before two thousand and ten. Oh. oh shit! No. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, ooh, that Ace book. Oh yeah, maybe. Yeah, I've got that too. I think that might have been my last one as well. Yeah. Oh, and the Target books. I think I got the tar- the Target story book was the last one. Okay. I bought. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think it was the Ace. Book for me. Mm. I don't think. Did anybody anybody buy any of the Jody books? Are they any good? Let us know. Yeah, they only did a bit three, didn't they? Yeah, three. You kind of get the impression at that point. It's like, what's going on? Yeah. That was the first indicator for me. Like subconsciously, I thought this isn't normal. No. You know. Yeah. Um, we'll get on to that <laughs> in a bit. Um, so yeah, the Dalek Illustrated book looks nice. Yeah. I think that's the sort of thing I, I might be, buy it for my nephew. Yeah. Because he is, yeah. like, you know, we've been talking about his mm. foreign, he watched his first Jodie Whittaker episode the other day. What he did watched, he think? He watched War of the Sontarans. He, he really enjoyed it. He thought the Sontarans were good and he Excellent. thought she was, she was good. Good so, to hear. Yeah, so he, he's, he's been enjoying it. Um, he's seen all the Doctors now, like a story from all of the Doctors, yeah. except for Hartnell, yeah, it's and difficult with Hartnell. Hartnell is a Just because of the pacing. Yeah, because he was like, oh, I want to watch The Aztecs. And I was like, The Aztecs is a great story, yeah. but I don't know if it would necessarily grip you. I think that's the one I'd show you think? someone. Either that or, I mean, The Rescue's only two episodes. I said The Rescue because of the mm. shortness of it. But um, there's not a lot to it. There's not a lot of, not, yeah. Um, if, if he's watched The Sea Devils, he can watch The Aztecs. Yeah, he probably I think The Sea Devils drags yeah. in places more than The Aztecs in some Yeah, respects. okay. Yeah, so he hasn't, he hasn't seen a Hartnell, mm-hmm. and he's not seen 
a tenant, mm. and he's not seen a Matt Smith, and he's mm. not seen a Peter Capaldi. Okay. Um, only the good ones, then. Only the good ones, but he loved Chris Reckleston. Chris Reckleston was just, yeah, yeah, he loved him. But Pertwee is still his his doctor. Yeah. Um, and he watched Brain of Morbius the other day. That was... That, that went down well. How did the condo gut splatter go down? Didn't really bother him. No? Yeah, Johnny was worried. Jonathan was like, uh, that's their dad, uh, my brother. Jonathan was like, um, oh, you know, is that going to be too much, too visceral for mm. them? I don't think they're... Violence and like gory stuff like that, I don't think bothers them so much. As, I like, don't think it bothers kids at no. all these days. Like, um, I, I, was in a, I was in a girls, an all-girls private school for six months. And some of the... <laughs> not, just like the lurking in the bushes. <laughs> Um, for a TV show, and they watch Squid Games, and they're like 12, yeah. 11, 12, and it doesn't phase them yeah. in the slightest. Yeah, I think that's it. I think violence compared to like something more monstrous. Yeah, because is... that's the make-believe. That's yeah. almost like Tom and Jerry, like, you know, when Tom runs through a Venetian blind and gets split into a thousand pieces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, that's so violent that, yeah. you know, it's kind of desensitised yeah. to you. And I think at that age, you know, I was, I was playing Call of Duty World at War at their age with my cousin, yeah. or maybe I was slightly older, and jibs get, you know, blasted off of people yeah. in that game. It's sort yeah. of like... Uh, yeah, I mean, and, and likewise, like, we were playing, like, Resident Evil and stuff when yeah, I was, yeah. like, seven. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, it's a different different world, but um, he did watch... So we went on holiday for three for four days. Yeah. Uh, we went to the Gower, and uh, we took some Doctor Who with it. That was his main thing. He was like, are we going to watch some Doctor Who while we're on holiday? So we are like, okay, we'll bring some DVDs. So for some reason, his, the stories that he picked were Silver Nemesis. Good. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the Three Doctors. Cool. And Warriors of the Deep. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So. Kind of, yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, So we watched Silver Nemesis first. Mm-hmm. And he was like, that's okay. He, he enjoyed it. Then we wa- like you're offering them to yeah. this, you know, this child prince, and this one was acceptable. Then we watch. Did Warriors- they go like that or like that? <laughs> if you like them or not, yeah. or like that in the middle. <laughs> um, and then Warriors of the Deep, he loved it. Yeah, you would, wouldn't you? And I was like, and I said to Johnny, and Johnny's like, why, why does he like this story Be- so much? It's because. And I said it's monsters, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's monsters and it's... They, they don't see the shitness that we see no, as adults. No, and it's underwater and it's... Yeah, you know, it's like sea bases and stuff. And, and it's really well fights. designed and gunfights, yeah. yeah. yeah and um, Marcello, the youngest, was like, oh, I prefer these sea devils. They've mm. got really cool armour. Yeah. Um, we were watching it with Uncle Mario, who just pissed himself throughout the whole thing. <laughs> At the minute the Silurians turned up, which is obviously like five minutes into the episode, he yeah. just went, he'd, he'd really laugh, that's <laughs> it. He was just laughing. He was just like, oh God, here they are wobbling we about. We should get a Toflo family audio commentary. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that was that. And then Three Doctors, he just yeah. went, oh, that was excellent. Yeah. He said that was the best one. The ones we've watched, Three Doctors was the best. Then yeah. Warriors of the Deep. He said, and then Silver Nemesis, he wasn't quite so keen on. Oh, never mind. But um, He's dead to me. Yeah. That's what um, I have you seen Chris Marshall's quote in the press? No. So obviously Chris Marshall, who is like Schrodinger's doctor. Yes. Until he becomes the doctor, he's just either always the doctor or never he, the doctor. He's, he's like the present day David Burton, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. He needs to put the new Doctor Who on his on car. On his car. Well, he would if he'd ever seen Doctor Who. Because the quote from the paper that they asked him, you know, you were linked to the Doctor Who role maybe or something. And he said, if I'd been approached to audition for a show at the vanguard of TV for the last 50 years, I'd at least have done my research, but I've never seen an episode of Doctor Who. Wow. This is like a, the meme gets deeper. It's like he's, he's the Doctor. 
He's so the Doctor. He's definitely the Doctor. Everybody he's auditioned, he's going to get announced. And yet he has <laughs> never even watched Doctor Who. Oh, dear. Um, well, can't, we can't have that. No. We know that. We know that. You know, if you haven't watched an episode of Doctor Who, you can't be the Doctor. Yeah, you're Nor right people off. are like you're on right Twitter. <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, and he, he mentions that he left Death in Paradise the same time Capaldi left Doctor Who. So people put two and two together and made five. Ah. So, there we okay. go. Sadly... We'll never see Christmas Island <laughs> yeah. as Doctor Who. Well, you never know. You never know. Just because he said that doesn't mean that someone in the future might not go, you know what? Don't worry about it, Chris. I'm not, I, yeah, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not that fussed. Um, <laughs> Neil Patrick Harris did an interview that got some attention. With Whoopi Goldberg, wasn't it? Yes. Hmm. And he said in that interview, and this is the full quote. Now, it's amazing how little he speaks about it. Yes. And the length of the articles and the absolutes yeah. in which they're talked about in the headlines, yeah. right? So it's basically, it's two sentences. I got to meet and interact with him a bit, and he's glorious. I mean, we can touch on that, but yeah. he'll be the first gay doctor, which is going to be super cool, a sexier doctor. That's literally all he said yeah. on the matter. Yeah. Now, okay, I mean, we'll talk about the fact he's interacted with him. Yeah. I guess that means he's in the 60th or involved in the 60th in some yeah, way. Yeah, I think probably so, because there was a leak that suggested that oh. he was going to be in the 60th. Oh, was there? And it was a leak so severe, that on, it was this one on Gallifrey Base, that the BBC apparently, or Bad Wolf or whoever... Mm got in contact with Gallifrey Base no. and told them to take it down. Really? Because the leak had come from someone within who should not have been leaking stuff. Or it was on a document so secure that it literally could have only been gained through nefarious means yeah. or something. Yeah. They were like, that yeah. is not public information. I've never heard of them trying to do that before. I'm sure like, that's what happened. Maybe I've read that wrong, but I read it and I thought, ooh. Yeah, the, I mean, should we talk about the centenary? Um, or the lack of what we can talk oh, yeah. about to do Sorry. with the centenary. I got confused then. I was like, wait, what's the centenary? Yeah, that's the Jodie Whittaker yeah, one. That's Sorry, the, I forget that that's like coming out. The one that's in like two months or something. Oh God, is that soon, isn't it? Shit, yeah, isn't it? I think it's something like 60 plus days until it's supposed to come out. Wow. Um, now, a lot has been made of the fact that we don't know anything. Yes. Which I think some of that criticism or comment is totally you know, like, don't want to say acceptable, but I get it, you know? Yeah. And some of it just yeah. seems like people bashing the show or whatever. Yeah. Um, I am perplexed and have been consistently perplexed since we found out there was going to be a centenary mm. and are at the end of um, Legend of the Sea Devils yeah. <clears throat> that we have no title for it. Yeah. I think that's still... It's really weird. ...bizarre. And I think it might be a, quite a good indicator of how little communication or how little promotion is actually done, that something which we always get and we always know, you know, further in advance than we'd get screenshots or a synopsis or, yeah. you know, whatever, uh, or a listing on the Radio Times or a press release from the BBC Press Office website, we'd at least know the title. Yeah. And it's so odd. That's the odd. barest minimum, I Yeah. Think. It's so odd that we didn't get it at the end of Legend yeah. of the Sea Devils. Um but it's like, if that fell through the cracks, that's how much attention <clears throat> that's being paid to the promotion of the show. Yeah. That we, d we, we haven't had that and we still don't have that. I mean, I don't want to speak out of turn. Mm -hmm. And I was, we, I was having this conversation with Jonathan because we were talking about the fact that SFX, did they approach the BBC and say, can we get they something? They tried to 
they tried to do something for the newest issue. Yeah. And they weren't granted access in time. Right. I think. And they're going to try and get something out for the one after that. Okay. Oh, so it wasn't like the BBC were like, no. I don't... I mean, I don't know. No. I don't know who okay. said no. Yeah. Why, and I don't know... Right. The lack of... Because I traction. almost... I feel like... I do feel a bit... It does feel a bit like the BBC are like, well, we've made this thing. Mm. And it has to go out. And... Yeah. It's going to air. But that's the end of something. Mm. We've got this big, shiny new thing coming afterwards. Mm. And that's what we're really interested in. So, you know, we've just sort of... It'll come out kind of like within the 80s, you know, season 26 just aired and mm. you know they didn't really put any trailers behind it and anything no that's not me saying that they're not going to put trailers out but i think that they're not necessarily giving as much of a fanfare to okay. it because they probably think well you know this era hasn't been a highlight it's sure. not like when david tennant left or when matt smith left and it was a big deal mm. you know this is, doesn't feel um, it doesn't feel like a big public big deal no you know no fans of that period it's a big deal to them, but on mass, mm. you know, it's just another episode of Doctor Who. I, we've we've spoken about it before about the way that Doctor Who's been promoted over the last couple of years, and I think it sort of started with the exception of the fiftieth um, anniversary and with regenerations or or the odd special. Yeah, Doctor Who for a while has been promoted and touted within the BBC like. A call the midwife like it's on the same level yeah like it's got the same cultural cachet or uh relevance mm. as something like call the midwife or any other bbc drama like um, death in paradise or whatever and i think frankly that doctor who isn't at that level no i think doctor who as a phenomenon is much bigger yeah but has not been put on that pedestal no uh, the way that maybe Russell pushed for it to be put on that yeah. pedestal. Or when there was a dedicated brand manager. I don't yeah. know if there still is, um, but I, I'm i not sure that it looks like there is, no. uh, as there had been previously with Edward Russell. Yeah. Um, so what, I, you know, as fans, I think we take it personally and I think we put on that label of the BBC just want to go, yeah, well, it'll come out when it comes out. Yeah. But n- not a lot of stuff... For, that's going on around the centenary that's going to come out around the same time has also been well, that's, talked about. Yeah, that's true. And generally, when you look at the lead time... It's usually like the month before, isn't of it? That, yeah. I think it's that Doctor Who is just like any other show and the fact that it's being treated as such. But also on top of that, I, I totally understand and I totally agree that there is an apathy, yeah. it seems, from yeah. the production team, the incumbent team, towards talking about the show or promoting it in any way. Yeah. Chris Chibnall has himself said it's his least favourite part of the job and that he doesn't enjoy Yeah, it's funny to say that. Yeah. And you, but you don't need to be a showman like a no. J&T no. or turning up like Russell would on BBC the, Yeah, on the one show or anything If you don't like want that. to do that, that's cool. But yeah. it's like, have somebody who can do that. Yeah. Or let the cast talk about it a bit more. Yeah. Um, everybody mentions Dan the Plasterer, which doesn't even get brought up. <laughs> you know, it's like he came up with something in that moment just for the sake of it. Yeah. You know? Um, Shit. Yeah. Actually, he's unemployed, isn't he? When we yeah, see him yeah, flux. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So maybe he, he literally came <laughs> yeah, up with that yeah. on the spot. As, yeah. You know, I've got to give him something. 
uh, I'm a plasterer. Um, hey, yeah, I, I think there is definitely, I don't, I don't want to say something afoot because it sounds sort of nefarious, but yeah. there's definitely a, a hesitance to promote the show Yeah. Um, from the, the, the Chibnall, because, the Chip Chibnall. Yeah, because I guess the thing is, as of Christmas, because we assume that the first special with David Tennant will air Christmas-ish time, whether it's Christmas Day or New Year's Day, mm. and that is going to be the start of a year's worth yeah. of celebrations, be it mm. three specials that are spread across the year, additional things that we're not even privy to yet, yeah. and potentially even, you know, the beginning of Shooty's first season. We mm -hmm. don't know. But I guess they're sort of like, well, you know, and everything's going to change. The logo will probably be different and the yeah. music will be different and everything will look different and all, you know. And they're probably thinking, well... What's the point in making such a big deal about this? I don't when... think... But, but you think about going from the, the specials year to Matt Smith. Yeah. It was still treated... It was still like, okay, we're coming to the... I get that it was a really big yeah. thing. Yeah. And it was a really big event, David Tennant. People were like David Tennant. People were like David Tennant. <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, it was a big... It felt like a national event. You it, know? Did, it I did. Was, I was in Wales... Uh, over New Year, and there was a telly in this like hotel commune type deal, and everybody was gathered around it watching David Tennant regenerate. Holy shit! It was like a room of at least a dozen people, wow. mainly kids, all sort of sat on the floor. Yeah, and David Tennant regenerating, and me trying to <laughs> hold back the, the tears. tears, and oh. you're like, no, no one's going to see me cry doing this. Yeah. But you know, there were people who were pretty upset. But when it came to Matt Smith's era the yeah. next the next year months later it was still sort of bumped it was, it was bumped yeah that's talked true about. yeah because um, that came out i'm trying to think so new year's day wasn't it when david Tennant regenerated mm. and then i guess it was the spring wasn't it so what april maybe when yeah. matt smith came out came out yeah um and i guess like for the so that's what four months pretty much mm -hmm. and then what is it if it's october november december so it's only a couple of months Maybe it's that. I don't know. I just, I don't know. It is, it's... It is what it is. It's noticeable because yeah. we know it's coming up. Yeah. And we don't know a lot, a lot about it. Yeah. Um, but I don't think it's necessarily yeah. sort of as big a deal as people are making yeah, it. Yeah, I There's don't know. Obviously, obviously, we're going to see a marked increase yeah. and a marked improvement, I think, in the way the show is promoted. Yes. Oh, definitely. And that Without will, a shadow of a doubt. That, that will be obvious. Yeah. But um, I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with, with it at the moment. It's no. just sort of I mean, I guess conspicuous the, by its absence. Yeah, the tr and the trouble is you compare it to all the stuff that's been going on with what should be, Doctor Who should be the equivalent of, yeah. like the Marvel stuff and yeah. the Star Wars stuff and all that kind of thing. And you think, well, you know, they had San Diego Comic-Con panels and mm. where was Doctor Who at San Diego Comic-Con? Mm. Well, again, you know, why Why would they do a San Diego Comic-Con panel for this year? It yeah. makes more sense for them to do it next year or when Shooty is about to come in and get him at San Diego Comic-Con mm -hmm. and say, oh, we're going to show you a teaser from the next special. I mean, they might not even do it for next year. It might be the year after when Shooty yeah. is properly the incumbent doctor. Yeah. Um, I don't think that having a panel at San Diego really means anything anymore. So you, I kind of think it's... It's nice to have a presence there. Yeah. But... If you're it's using that as mecha. a measuring stick of how popular the show is, or like, I know it's a nerd mecca, but 
unless they are going to screen something exclusive, and even then people will get pissed off that they weren't in the room for it. Do you remember when there was a trailer shown? Yeah. And it, was it the 50th trailer or something? It might have been or something like that. It was something it? like that. And people were really pissed off that yeah. they didn't see it. Yeah. Um, because obviously of the time difference in the States. I don't know if they do something like that. Mm. But a, a panel maybe. But I don't think Doctor Who needs to needs to turn up at Comic Con every year. No. Why not do? Why not turn up at the, do, do it at the London one? Why does it have to be? You know, why does it have to be San Diego? Because that's the that's it's the big one. It's the big the big 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 one. Yeah. It's so huge. I know. So, you know, people stay up to like God knows what o'clock to follow the the coverage. Do of they? Things. Yeah. I yeah, see. Yeah. I haven't seen that side of it. So. Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, people stay up till midnight to wait for things to go on the BBC Twitter <laughs> yes, that never turn up. So, fair enough. That's um, TV zone. <laughs> let's talk about something else incredibly controversial, Matt. What's that then? So, apparently some action figures <laughs> have been announced. Um, oh, boy. So, so, what have we got? What have we got coming out? So, we've got four new sets coming to B&M uh, whenever B&M decide to release them. Okay. And then I think that was actually mentioned in the press release. Yeah. It was sort of said, you know, they will they will be out when... When we can be bothered. When, B- right. when B&M can be asked to put them on the shelves. Uh, but I imagine it'll be fairly soon because mm. that's why they've given the press release out. But um, so there's four new sets. The uh, Eighth Doctor set, which is three Eighth Doctors. Um, the David Tennant set, which is three Tenth Doctors mm. of um, varying outfits. Quality. Outfits, yeah. And yeah. Uh, the two History of the Dalek sets, uh, which is the second Planet of the Dalek set, which mm. people will be very pleased to hear about mm. because they were annoyed that last year we didn't get the Supreme Dalek. So we got a nice Supreme Dalek. Yeah. We got an Invisible Dalek, which yeah, is great. That's, that's great. really cool, that Invisible Dalek. Um, and then the second set is Death of the Daleks, which are stunning Daleks Mm. anyway Mm. um, yeah and the 8th Doctor set that's pretty good the TV movie Paul McGann is a really nice repaint the uh, Dark Eyes one is cool he's got his little handbag and then uh, the Night of the Doctor one yeah that's another nice repaint that's a good one because that was so hard to get singular release I do like it when they do that yeah and I think you know the only times the Supreme Daleks come out was the original box set set and then the SFX it never came out as a Mass Effect one. It, it was it was talked about, ah, but it never okay. It never ended. So that's up the happening. only time so it's ever come it, out. This is the first time since two thousand and eight. And you get a whole other Dalek. And you get with a whole other well. Dalek. So that's really good. Um, and the same really with the Death of the Dalek set. Mm. Unless you had like the one with the orange dome lights, that was a Forbidden Planet exclusive. I got that. Did you get that one? That yeah. came with a John. Do- uh, John. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and then the other one is was like a sound effects. One, but again, they were hard to get. They yeah. weren't easy to get hold of. Mm. So this is good. Mm. Um, the tenth Doctor stuff. I mean, I'm sure people have said their piece on Twitter by now, anyway. Because it's the tenth Doctor from the wedding of uh, Sarah Jane Smith, isn't it? <laughs> yes, yes. Of of all stories, mm. um, he hasn't got his pinstripe. Yeah, it's funny that, isn't it? It's is a bit weird. But, um, <laughs> You'll hear all about this in my reviews, which will be coming out. Actually, some of them might be out by the time this. You wow. Hear this. Um, he, he's had them for ages. I literally got them the weekend of San Diego Comic Con. Yeah. Which yeah. is the 22nd of, uh, of June. July? You, you July. Sh- I should know. It was the weekend Dad died, so I should know when it was. Damn. <laughs> um, <laughs> that, uh, yeah. Because uh, you, you, <laughs> you spoke to me about the Tenth Doctor one ahead of time. I did, yes. And sort of said people might be a bit... Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
what's the reaction been from what you've seen? Is it kind of what you expected or? It is really. I think people were just kind of like, oh, mm. you know. Um, and I was a bit surprised to be honest. You know, I thought that it wouldn't just be three variations of the same mm. character. I thought it would be, you know, the doctor and yeah. a monster or something. Um, so I was, I was surprised. And obviously we've got like this comic book version. He's like on the cover of one of Will Brooks's Titan comics. Um, Which yeah, was that? The raggedy oh, one. Oh, I was wondering where that was Yeah, because when, when I got my samples, I was like, oh, who the fuck are you? <laughs> <laughs> what story are you from? And then I read the back of the box. It was like, from the comic adventures. Why not do a 60th anniversary one before it even comes out? You could... Well, I guess by the time that these went into production, all that stuff wasn't, I know, I wasn't know. known about. But yeah, it's, it's, I think it's just there's been big budget cuts mm. for this year. Um, and I imagine that because last year we had a lot of masses of new tooling and, and I stuff, think that's, by, you know, by comparison... Yeah, and I think that's I, that the might be what people are kind of. Yeah, I guess people, you know, you do one year of like amazing, lots of new things, mm. and then people just sort of expect that all the time, which obviously isn't the reality of it. Yeah. Um, but I imagine that you know maybe this is like some sort of a buffer year, and perhaps next year we might start getting to see a few more bits of new tooling and stuff. So. Well, it, it would make sense. Yeah, you know. Um, yeah. But there we go. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we might be speaking might, to someone soon we, who, yeah, you know, fingers crossed, we'll be getting Al on the on the podcast, yeah. and we'll be talking to him about all things Doctor Who. So we'll put a thing out if anybody wants to ask Al any questions about yeah. Doctor Who action figures and the toy line in general. Then we can get the skinny on it from him. Yeah. It should be really interesting. Well, that's just about it in terms of Doctor Who news. Yeah, just about everything covered. There's Ooh, one other thing. Go on. Season 20, the collection set. That's coming out next year. Okay. <laughs> You've looked at me like I've said something terrible. Are people supposed to know that? Didn't you not see all this on Twitter? No, no. Oh, okay. So, uh... <laughs> so, there's been a leak. <laughs> there's been a leak. There's been a leak. Sorry, Chris. Uh, there's been a leak. Um, <laughs> the, there was filming in Amsterdam. For yeah. the story we're talking about after the break, um... There was a, they were filming in Amsterdam doing some sort of a special feature. I didn't read the whole thing, but mm -hmm. I think they wanted like fans from Holland and over there to weigh in on, weigh it. In on it and yeah, come in and do some stuff. Uh, and of course, because people can't keep their gobs shut, they were like, oh, we did this thing and it's coming out next year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, why would, you, why would you do that? Why would you post it on Reddit I know. and then share it on Twitter and all this kind of stuff? Uh, and then why would some asshole on a podcast then announce it to all the people who didn't know? Like yeah. his co-host who didn't have a clue. Then. Well, you know. So, um, but well, it makes sense okay. because yeah. season 20 is the big anniversary season and yeah. it's the big anniversary year I, next year. I, I mean, it feels like season 20 is the box set that, that's the next one, that's the next one for yeah. ages. Well, I got a funny um, feeling that this Amsterdam stuff yeah. was supposed to be shot yeah, over COVID. Over COVID, wasn't yeah. it? Like March. Yeah. And then obviously COVID happened. I guess people's schedules and stuff haven't allowed for that to happen mm -hmm. but it makes sense to release it yeah. next year rather than before that because you know you've got the five doctors and you know oh a nice thick re-edit of the five, oh, the doctors. five doctors and all the film sequences i think yeah. exist in hd yeah well, the negatives exist oh, to that's gonna be transferred to really HD. nice so that'll be really cool yeah uh, ever wanted to see a cyberman beheaded in hd yeah. You're going to get your opportunity <laughs> <Probably> vomit. <laughs> I've got a great story that I can tell you that I got told firsthand by Stuart Fell. Oh, yeah. When he gets... One of the Cybermen gets their arms lopped off. Yeah. 
by the Rastel Moria robot. Yeah. And there was a chemical smoke that was added to his injury, uh, to his, his stump, his cyber stump. And um, the chemical smoke got into his mask. Ooh. And he was trying to... He was acting. Mm. I'm a dying Cyberman, <laughs> and I'm literally I'm also dying. dying. So that sick um, wasn't. Uh, yeah, that was in Cyber. <laughs> I, I should have asked him about the Cyber Milk. Yeah, it's such a <laughs> bizarre. It's odd when you see it in it. Every time it happens, I'm like, why? Why did this never happen again? Because it kind of looks cool. It does look cool. But also the noise they make as well. They yeah. sound like pigs. <laughs> <laughs> the I always sounding. thought it sounded like because it's a Cyber Leader. Who gets the? Who does the vomiting? Yes. And when he get when it happens before he's sick, he makes a noise and it sounds like he's saying "mummy." Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And I've always thought it. So I like to think that in his like dying moments, yeah. some of that humanity, yeah. came back. I just saw. I just saw a, a, a cyber controller in an apron rocking a tiny, <laughs> no, no. a tiny cyber leader. I know. The little one. <laughs> um, yeah. Maybe uh, that was it. Maybe the cyber controller was just pregnant in Attack of the Cybermen. That's how they're born, everybody. Yeah. Forget the cyber conversion thing. Just Where does it come out of? His head? <laughs> crowns? Yeah. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's another Cyberman crowning out of his... It's, an, it's an egg. <laughs> it's an egg. It's an egg in the head. He's got um, one, one brewing inside and then it just goes... Oh, Whoa! poor Michael Kilgariff. Oh. Bless him. If you notice in that episode of Attack of the Cybermen, there's a massive cut in it. Right. Where Matt... Yes, <laughs> deleted some stuff from the Michael Kilgariff segment, um, but yeah, and obviously the cyber heads for the costumes at the time yeah. are four bolts. Yeah, and there was literally wasn't even enough time to unscrew the bolts, so some floor manager or something literally ripped fuck the helmet off of his head, and he was like, kind of Jesus Christ. Now I put on my cyber leader helmet mm. for the first time the other day. Yeah, and how he would have ripped that off. Yeah, I, mean, I know, just I know. Got a big head. I mean, he's, I mean, he's smaller anyway, yeah. but yeah, yeah, I mean, my God. That's And tight. the way you have to put them on is, you have to turn your head sideways first. Is oh, this how know. you put yours on? Maybe David Banks' head is bigger than yours. Yeah, well, his head probably is bigger than mine, but I mean, I just, I just put it on and then got Johnny to ah. screw it in. Afterwards. No, so he said, he said you have to put it on oh, so sideways maybe, oh, like I'll have that. Oh, I'll try that. I'll have and a go. you like that. And his, his nose is like that the entire oh, yeah. time. I, I, like, I, I oh my god. I wasn't that bad. I don't want to be a Cyberman anymore. No, is that completely just Yeah, yeah, he, he told me enough horror I, stories. I, I about did think that. Like, put, I put it on and like we didn't even screw it in properly. Yeah. And I thought, imagine being stuck in this. And knowing that it's going to take a while for hours. someone. Yeah. Or you yeah. just go mad. And sweating into your boots and having to put a. Uh, like a hairdryer into them, he said, at the end of every recording. Oh, really? Like, so. just blast your shoes and socks with a hairdryer. Wow. Why do people put themselves through it? I, well... For our entertainment. Yeah, it that's it. It's bloody worth it, I'll it tell you really that. It is really good. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah so that's, that's season 20. On which note, we're going to yeah. go into season 20 Let's now. talk about the first episode yeah. of season 20. Mm. Mm. Uh, hello, welcome back. Uh, we're talking about... The Ark of Infinity today. Mm. I don't know why I put my notes away. I need them. How did you feel about this going into it? What was your last impression of watching The Ark of Infinity? I honestly have never found any issue with The Ark of Infinity. I've always thought it's it's fine. Yeah. And honestly, when you posted that poll, I thought to myself, 
God, I hope the Ark of Infinity wins. And I actually almost tweeted about it. Yeah. And I thought, if I tweet about it, it you bastards at, yeah. at home will be like, oh no, we'll, we'll rig it so he's got to watch the Horns of Nyman. Yeah, the other ones were, were the Curse of the Black Spot and the yeah, Horns of Nyman. Yeah. Uh, so honestly, I'm very grateful that I didn't have to subject myself okay. to either of those stories. Because I kind of got the impression when people saw that we were going to do it, that it's really not liked that it's well, sort this is of, what i don't understand it's, it's like d-tier doctor who yeah people really shit on this one mm. and i don't think it's that bad i mean no. it's got an element of 80s doctor who that we always criticize yeah, it yeah, for. Yeah. like gallifrey for instance feels very 80s oh and yeah it is you know you cannot compare it to the sumptuous designs of roger murray leach no. and the deadly assassin no um, it's got the same problem that the invasion of time has yeah. which is very long corridors. Yeah. And nothing kind of happening in them. Yeah. Like at least... Here's a lamp. Here's a sofa. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, like a bloody waiting room. It looks like an 80s like insurance office. Like yeah. Like the brown marble yeah. feature walls and yeah. stuff. Um, but it's... At least in The Deadly Assassin, it's populated. Yes. Like there's comings and goings. There's yeah. a couple of scenes where like... Nissa sat down with Damon and... In like a Time Lord cafe. Yeah, and there's somebody having lunch behind them or something. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's and odd. It, it did make me laugh. All of their caps. Yeah. None of them fit any of the actors. No. They're all like a bit misshapen. Bruce's and... one is sort of like hovering above his Yeah, the Castellans yeah. does not fit him at no. all. Uh, I think they sort that out by the time of the Five Doctors. How do you feel generally about going back to Gallifrey? Because <clears throat> so much of it is set on Gallifrey. And I know yeah. that people generally aren't a fan of going to Gallifrey. I don't mind. No. I think it's always quite nice to go back to Gallifrey and gleam a little bit more about mm. the Doctor's origins. Do we gleam an awful lot from this story? No, it's sort of the Gallifrey of the 70s and, yeah, like, it's it doesn't really it's not like he feel he's, particularly grandiose. And... Yeah, like, at least with the Deadly Assassin, you know, you get... Runcible the Fatuous, who is yeah. like, okay, that was someone that he was at school with. And mm -hmm. you get a bit of like, oh, you know, wasn't there some sort of scandal or something? Yeah. And so you, you get like, oh, that's that's something. And even and, in, in the settings, like the Panopticon, the, yeah. there, there isn't like a grand Yeah, there's no Panopticon in this story. or whatever, you know. Um, it's I, like a, <laughs> a shit boardroom with a couple of chairs at the it back. It is. And, and, you know, they're just sort of lined up against this wall and having yeah. very dour meetings. Like, yeah. There's no... Um, fanfare when anybody walks into a yeah, room there's yeah. no sort of impression that this is a a higher level of society or no whatever, you know it's it, just it just feels like old fussy gits yeah um, it's quite funny because I growing up I, this was a story that I didn't see for quite a while and we had a book uh, the key to time book mm -hmm. do you remember that one Peter Haining I think it was and that went up to it ca categorised Every month of Doctor Who from 1963 to 1983, I guess, yeah. just as Colin was about to come in. And there was a picture of Peter with the Time Lords mm -hmm. in the Ark of Infinity. And I always thought, oh, wow, that's really cool. You know, there's another Time Lord story. And then, you know, you watch it now yeah. and you think, yeah. It's, just it's a, a backdrop to the, the story. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's a backdrop to what's going on. Yeah. And like um, Damon, this annoys me. Yeah. Because every time I watch the story, I don't know how many times I've seen this bloody episode, Damon turns up and I think, are we supposed to know this guy? Yeah, I Has know. he been in another story? It's and always like, meek technicians yeah. who are e easy fodder for people to get, you know, killed and murdered. Yeah. Um, yeah, dour sort of 
politician types and grunting guards. Yeah. But, yeah, I think because Damon looks like everybody else on Gallifrey that we've ever met. Yeah. White, six foot something, meek. Yeah. Yes, uh, yes, Lord President. It kind of feels like we've met him a million times. That's it. Yeah. And it's, it, it annoys me when the Doctor's like, oh, he's a friend of mine. We've never met him before. No, no. I think he says it in that way of, I've just, you know, encountered this person. Oh, uh, a friend yeah. of mine. That's but I kind guess of... then there must be some sort of history because why would Damon give such a shit about some renegade arsehole well, like the Doctor? Yeah, I mean, maybe... Oh, maybe know. they're like <laughs> friends in the most loosest possible sense. Like, we went to a party We and... went to a party. Uh, uh, yeah, we, 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 we went to the same hermit halfway up a mountain. Yeah, We know each yeah, other through the know. hermit. Oh, you know, we were all snotting whatever they snort on Gallifrey. <laughs> The Rani was over there, the master was doing whatever he was doing, the yeah. meddling monk was trying to win the lottery back yeah. in when at whatever time he was trying to cook the books or whatever. And then, yeah, Damon was just there like, oh, all right. Hello, like, Doctor. Yeah. Notice me, notice me. Yeah, he's like, oh, Christ, not him again. I like, I like Gallifrey because it feels like it kind of grounds the Doctor again. Yeah. Whenever the Doctor gets a bit too big for their own boots, it's like, well, you are part of like a civilization. Yeah. And it kind of... I like that. I like the Doctor being sort of put back in their place and sort yeah. of, you know, no, you, you're a naughty Time Lord and gets the hand slapped and told yeah. off and like, well, you know, you've got to be answerable in some way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You can't just be an omnipotent godlike figure, um, Stephen. Um, <laughs> so it's nice. It's nice that we go back to um, Gallifrey every now and again and sort of. Yeah. It, re- it almost resets the Doctor. A yeah, bit. and it feels like you know he can't really. He, this isn't something that he can really win. Mm. Because it's just like no, the the odds the odds are against you. Yeah. I mean, I think you could probably do that in a much better way than how it is executed in this yeah, story. Yeah. But, um, yeah. The, the the all the ideas and all of the set pieces and a lot of the plotting, I think, is actually quite good in mm, this story. It's yeah. fine. You know, Johnny Byrne is not a bad Doctor no, Who writer. No. no. Um, a, a, you know, a safe pair of hands. Not the most dynamic scripts in the world, but no. you get a solid beginning, middle, and end, and, yeah. and a couple of nice moments in there. Because um, there's a couple of nice bits of dialogue in um, uh, Warriors of the Deep. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I, I, I try to forget that episode as much as I can. And in this, I've had to watch it twice in one year. How, within how, months. How have you done it? <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, there's a nice bit of dialogue in this as well, I thought, when um, Heading, because it's quite obviously Heading from the beginning, yeah. um, speaks to Omega and says, uh, you know, it was something about we you we we owe we, you. you yeah 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 you know and it's what yeah what we are we owe to you we owe to you yeah and it's like that's a great bit of dialogue it, yeah and the maniacal side of it doesn't quite like it would have been cooler to see this almost like religious yeah like well he is our creator you yeah, know yeah. we would be nothing without yeah. him and there yeah. is a little bit of that yeah um but yeah should we talk about omega let's talk about omega uh i mean He's a lot more grounded in this story than he is perhaps in The Three Doctors. Because mm. in The Three Doctors, he's very shouty. Mm-hmm. I think Stephen Thorne is fantastic yes. in The Three Doctors. Yeah. He's a fantastic And Ian Colley is great in this, but I, yeah. I, I don't think it's a patch on Stephen no. Thorne's. They're doing something different. They're doing it's... something very different. Uh, have you heard Omega, the audio? No, song? but he plays so Omega he, in that. That is fantastic. Mm. And it adds... It kind of adds a bit more to this, okay. and it adds a lot more to Omega's character. I, okay. I highly recommend it. It's I, I'll really, give that a really go. good. And there's a fantastic cliffhanger in it, which I yeah. spoil. But it's it, it, the first time I heard it, I was like, "Holy shit! What a cliffhanger!" Ah. It's really good. All right. Um, so it's it's worth a listen to, and it really gets into the 
the history of like who Omega was or right. perhaps who he was back when he was on Gallifrey okay. and the lead up to the accident that caused him to be trapped sure. in a black hole. Um, but yeah, in this, I, I think he's a great, he's an interesting character. He's a great tragic character. Mm, mm. And I think that's when baddies work well. Is yeah. when there's that slight tinge of tragedy to them. And they can't they see that. Can, yeah, and they yeah. just can't handle it. Yeah. You know, Shara's Jack is yeah, the same. Yeah, you yeah. Know? He's actually like a great guy, but yeah. his face got fucked and he ended yeah. up living in the caves with androids and, the, and his mind <laughs> And the master's kind of the same. The master yeah. is always trying yeah. either too hard or not enough yeah. but, and that's kind of what makes them evil but yeah. there is that kind of layer of I wish I could be yeah. normal yeah you know? I think you know you get that in the three doctors don't you the tragedy of mm. you know and it's horrible because you know the doctor sees him as a hero never meet your heroes kids because they might turn out to be lunatics like True. Umaga mm-hmm. um, and then of course yeah that, that terrible reveal when he's like you don't even exist anymore you're just mm. you're just willing yourself into into being yeah um and then we've got the redesign in this yeah, what do you what, think of that i like the lights moving that's when cool, he isn't talks it? yeah but it, you can only really see it when he's negative it really shows up then and it looks times. really good yeah um i was kind because of, i forgot that he takes his head off and peter davison's underneath it at the end yeah um i forgot how that worked but i was watching it thinking well the last time we saw omega they didn't have a head yeah so is the, but I was like, is this supposed to be armor, or is this is this exactly their actual the being? thing I was going to ask you? Is like, because is the this... way that he leaks all that goo, yeah, it's that like, well, it that feel... looks like blood, you yeah. know. So, I guess he kind of that is his being. Yeah, is yeah. he like? Because I guess like the Ergon or the Gel Guards are mm. you know antimatter creations. Mm. So yeah, is his head just some sort of massive whatever the hell that is? Yeah, that he's yeah. Just, Conjured up mm. in his like leather gimp gear. Yeah, I think his outfit looks dope. It looks really cool. It's good, and yeah. it still survives. You yeah, can see it in Liverpool. You can. Um, the Ergon. Yeah, the Ergon. I not uh, one of Doctor Who's no greatest monsters. Technically, I think looks really cool. He looks amazing. Yeah, the it's a great design. Outfit. Yeah. is great. But that head. Yeah, any other, give him literally any other head. It's the the chicken head. Just yeah. kills it. And it doesn't, you know, I think, is it Roger Lim who did the music for this? I hate the score. Yeah. And when <laughs> when the Ergon the comes out <laughs> to that, <laughs> it's like, you're not, you're setting this thing up to fail, lads. Like, this is not, yeah. how did anybody looking at that and going, oh, yeah. it's really scary. <laughs> um, but then again, especially when Peter has that scuffle with it. Oh, I know, I know. And it's like, oh my, oh yeah, it's, it doesn't. It doesn't work, but technically is actually quite Yeah, it a looks cool... it's a great bit of design. Yeah. You know, it's like something you'd expect to see in something like Castlevania. Mm. Um mm. like a you know, that kind of like yeah. a demonic sort of monster. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it just it's just unfortunately the costume just doesn't work on no. a practical level. Um had it perhaps been shot in low lighting and yeah. in a different way. Maybe they could have reinforced the head so it didn't friggin' wobble, wobble around, around when you moved. And um, you can see the pinholes in the yeah, neck. Yeah, you can see, yeah, you're you know? like, yeah. Um, why does Omega need Colin to do all of his bidding? Colin being Tegan's yeah. cousin, when he's got the Ergon there? I don't know. Mm. Maybe he likes having a young lad around yeah. to, to do so all the housework. It's really interesting. Like I've, I've, and I've always thought this. Mm. Um, and it's kind of been, I, th- I guess this is a reading that many other people have had because um, Jay from uh, We Are Cults yeah. 
shared uh, an article with us the other day. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because um, they'd written an, a thing about this story. Mm. Colin and his friend, Robin. Is it Colin Robin, and Robin? yeah. Are they gay? I don't know. Uh, I've always got the impression that they're gay because... I get the There's impression... There's a gay reading to it, I'm sure. I get the impression that Colin is just... Doesn't really like Robin. Because <laughs> no. they don't seem like the kind of people that would hang out with... Each- Robin's very kind of like stern and takes things really like seriously. Yeah. And, you know, only has a, that one expression on his <laughs> yeah. face. And Colin just seems like pretty free and easy and carefree. Yeah. But then again, he is kind of against sleeping in the crypt. Yeah. So he's... He is a bit of a square man. Yeah. Um, I like. I do like their whole setup, though. Yeah. I like the the uh, shooting it in Amsterdam and making it about two students going backpacking. Yeah. And finding accommodation that they don't have to pay for, but they yeah. might get arrested for. Yeah. It feels really. It feels really real. Yeah, yeah. And it adds. It adds a layer that doesn't need to be there. But then you know, it's a helpful link when you have to go and find information from the hostel they never checked into. It just yeah. kind of it it gives it. A, a basis in reality. And I think that's what's quite fun about this story is you see all those disparaging elements of like, mm. right, so we've got this weird creature, we've got stuff going on on Gallifrey, yeah. and then stuff with the Doctor in the TARDIS, yeah. and, you know, Omega, which obviously we don't know it's Omega until yeah. part three, um, unless you're not an idiot and you worked <laughs> out ages ago. But, uh, and then you sort of watch it and you think, and then you've got this stuff in Amsterdam, like, how do all these disparaging elements seemingly fit together. fit together? They kind of work, though. Yeah. I think that's because Doctor Who is the only show that can get away with having all of those elements yeah. in separate places, and yet it's still all being part of the same yeah. story and the same whole. I think if you tried to do this for any other drama, yeah. a script editor would just be like, what on earth are you talking about? Why are we about? all over the place yeah. with all this sort of stuff? Um, a couple of Omega moments. Uh what do we think of the whole music box bit with the the little kids? That's really cool. That's a nice, that's a sweet moment. I yeah. like that. I kind of watched it initially and I thought, I don't quite get what they're going for until you're like, because they, they I, I get that he's desperate for a physical form in this universe. Mm. But I think if you'd had a performer like Stephen Thorne, that maniacal, desperate, I will do anything to be out yeah. of this universe yeah, yeah. this universe of antimatter would sell it more but I think y- you can miss that reading that he's like maybe this is maybe I'm a good person and maybe I'm you know he's enjoying yeah. the sensory aspects of yeah, being yeah, alive yeah. it would have been nice to have a few more maybe he goes down the red light district he's like, <laughs> well now I'm here and I'm in person <laughs> yeah. um, you know that was the real reason yeah. Omega chose Amsterdam. that's why his skin started flaking off he caught something <laughs> <laughs> um, oh my god yeah, it makes sense. It, it, it's a nice little. It's a nice little scene. It is a nice scene. Um, what do we think about uh, Peter Davison suddenly not being Omega and Ian Collier running yeah, around? Yeah, it's so obvious, isn't it? Yeah, like they've given him the same haircut, but it's the colour just doesn't quite match. It looks obviously. like Wurzel Gummidge's hair. It it's like straw. <laughs> yeah, bless him. Um, yeah, and they just cover him in Rice Krispies and paint him green, don't they? It's not like there's enough prosthetic to make it no. look obviously like. Yeah. The prosthetic is the actor's face or, you know, whatever. Like, yeah. It's not like a go-between, like, The Watcher or whatever. It's clearly a different actor with a different frame yeah. and a different build. Yeah, perhaps if they'd have done something more to disguise the fact that it was him, yeah. you know, distorted his face more. A bit yeah. like more Magnus Grill, sort of like, yeah. his face was, like, melting Melty. a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could have probably gotten away with it. But Definitely. I guess time constraints, especially doing it on location, mm. I guess didn't allow for that. Um, There's a lot of collusion on Gallifrey. Yeah. We have a villain on Gallifrey, yeah. Heddin, who 
I don't know if it's because we're watching it. I mean, I watched it on BritBox, so it's the DVD transfer. It's not HD. It's good picture quality. Mm. Um, but you can see the colour of his collar the whole way through. <laughs> it's clearly the purple one, yeah. you know? Um, and you just no, hear his voice. I mean, well, I know they've yeah, manipulated I've, it. But... A little bit, but it's like in this diction and the his sibilance of certain yeah. words. It's like, that's clearly heading. Yeah. Um, yeah, Michael Goff has a very particular way of speaking. Very much so. Um, yeah. Um, but, you know, it's sort of like they so desperately want people at home to telegraph it's the Castellan. Yeah. Because it's always the Castellan that has the last conversation with Maxil yeah. and wanders off. Then you get a scene with Maxil doing his thing. Yeah. And then the next scene is always head in talking to Omega. Yeah. So they're obviously trying to steer it in a particular direction. But, I mean, was it Michael Goff? His, his hand acting is yeah, it's off good. the charts. Yeah, man. twiddling that thing. Yeah. That's really cool. He's, that's good. I like that. But there's a bit right at the end where you kind of feel like he's running out of things. That, like, I've done this sort of thing <laughs> with it already. So then he just starts doing this <laughs> yeah, yeah. and talking with his hands like that. And it's like, okay, all right. Um, but he's, you know, he's great. He's very good. He's yeah. very good in it. He's um, very, you know, he's got an apathy to him. You know, like a, like a you know, I, I can trust you. You're a kind of cuddly old dude. Yeah. And then he's obviously abandoned. Yeah. yeah. It's a shame that when Barusa turns around to him, he's like, why are you doing this? There's no time to explain that now. Yeah. And it's never explained. It's never explained. It's like, oh, and then it goes back to this thing that you were saying, like, oh, you know, it's a shame that there's not more of like a, mm. you know, is there some sort of like a, like, almost like a religious zealot type of yeah, thing. Yeah, like, a, like for, a, the cult of Omega. Yeah, like, yeah. We've all, we all rejected him. Yeah, he yeah, gave he us this to, power of yeah, time yeah, travel. Yeah. And it's alluded to, and they, there's a couple of lines, but, yeah. you know, it's not like there's I, enough. I actually kind of almost wrote a comic book that had that in. Mm. Yeah, it didn't happen, unfortunately. Uh, was but that for the same one that you did the Cyberman? It was the same one that we did the Cyberman one, yeah. And yeah. it was going to be a whole whole thing with Cult of Omega. That would have been cool. Uprising against Rassilon. Cool. Maybe he can do it with some action figures, folks. He's yeah. quite good at that, apparently. Yeah, that would be good. Uh, sh- what, what, what should we move on to next? Should we talk um, a bit more about the story or the Doctor? Or I want to go back to Robin. Okay. Uh, because is he the third member of Mulligan and O'Hare? <laughs> Why? <laughs> Because he sort of talks like well, this got a bit of thing. So, yeah. Oh dear. I don't like the bit where you're he's... Not, at least take your boots off. See, yeah. there's stuff like that. You're not going to sleep like that, are you? At no. least take your boots off. <laughs> this is where the game reading comes from. Tegan. Tegan's back. It's a nice hook to do the kind of... Yeah. She's been away for a bit and then come yeah. back. She's kind of shaken off yeah. the fact that you're the com- your companion gimmick is that you're an air hostess. Yeah. And she's just kind of a person. Yeah. You know, that's quite nice. Yeah, it's good. You know, it gives us... Can we... Is she the companion of classic Doctor Who that we see more of her family than any other Doctor Who companion at that time? At that time? Because it's Auntie Vanessa and her cousin Colin. Mm -hmm. All the other... I guess we hear about uh, Auntie Lavinia Smith, Sarah Jane. We know about Joe Grant's uncle. Uh Who got her in. Who got her in. Uh, Obviously, Ace, we know about her mum and... You know, we meet her grandmother. Uh huh. There aren't, yeah, many others. I don't think anyone else. No. The brigadier's wife. Yeah, true. <laughs> and that's, that's and it. daughter. But we don't, we don't know about the daughter in no, classic Doctor Who. Unless you count downtime. Um, <laughs> no. no. Um, yeah. yeah, it's a good, it's a good, a good in. Yeah. Um, it's a good hook for the start it's of the good season. Hook for the, yeah, and and I like the stuff with Nissa and the Doctor at the start. Because Do you? It, yeah, well, because I get you do get the feeling that they've been traveling 
just the two of them for yeah. a while. And I they've think. spent all their time just fixing the TARDIS. Oh no, they've been doing good things. Like they, they were in a much better story called Spare Parts. They were, <laughs> yeah, in between. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, 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 maybe it's just this thing I've just got. I don't like the Fifth Doctor, mm. um, or not dislike the Fifth Doctor, but he's my yeah. least favourite. That Nissa would rather spend her time on board the TARDIS sort of fixing it and doing chores. She doesn't have yeah. a spirit of adventure to her, you no. know? Um, she's just a bit beige. Yeah. You know, like, she doesn't have that get up and go, at yeah. least Tegan's got some piss and vinegar, you know, like... See, now, I, I agree, mm. but I do think she's really good in this story. In this story. Later on. And, and Sarah Sutton is fantastic in all her Doctor Whos. Yeah. But it's like, this is the first story she actually does anything really yeah. and yeah. you know she's given a lot of action yeah obviously josh nez is very happy with the gun yeah popping up every you know 15 seconds she's wielding another gun at somebody yeah. and shooting someone yeah she's a bloody uh yeah, trigger happy isn't yeah, she? Yeah, yeah. she shoots that soldier she does first thing she does i'm gonna go for that gun bang like, come on this uh but yeah she is given a bit more agency in this yeah. story it's, uh, but then again immediately tegan comes back into yeah. the fray and it's like it would be nice to have got a television adventure with just, just the fifth the Doctor and Nissa. Just the two of them. And again, I mean, like, this is the trouble. I mean, you can, you can with old Doctor Who, um, is that obviously there's not enough time to explore all these elements of the characters and all this kind yeah. of stuff. But we can, we can put things upon them after the fact. But I mean, for Nissa, you've got to think, everyone that she's ever known yeah. is bloody dead. Mm. Adric's just died as well. Mm. Tegan's buggered off. If the Doctor dies... Maybe she was trying to off them so she just got the fifth Doctor yeah, all to herself. One, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe. So, I, I, yeah, I like, I like her motivation, but it's not... Mm. None of this stuff is sort of said, but no. I think you can, you've got to infer it afterwards. It's helpful, I think, for this period of Doctor Who and for many other periods of Doctor Who that we have big finish yeah. to sort of put some more meat on the bones. Yes. But because I don't interact with a lot of that stuff generally... I mean, I've listened to spare parts. I've listened to lots of audio dramas where it's just the Fifth Doctor and Nyssa. I still just watch it as it is, and I don't get an awful lot from it. I don't get an awful yeah. lot from them. Yeah. Um, I, I, I enjoy her in the story. It does feel like she's. It feels like a season finale. Yeah. This would have been much better than Time Flight. Well, I mean, yes. obviously. <laughs> um, but it, it, it has like a season finale feel. We're on Gallifrey. Yeah. You know, the Doctor is sentenced to death twice killed yeah. once stazed once yeah um and I, I mean those cliffhangers don't really do anything for me it, whenever the doctor's shot in yeah, parts you... one and two it's yeah. like oh no what's going to happen for the next 24 weeks or whatever it is yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. Like, the doctor's not in it anymore yeah yeah exactly i mean those are always a bit of a, a cop out um i guess the one where he's Atomized. Yeah, that's quite a yeah. quite a good one. Yeah, he is gone. You know, Niss is crying. She's got tears she rolling down her face. Yeah, you know, proper proper emotion going on there. Really? For, yeah, for old Doctor Who. Um, yeah, the cliffhangers aren't great. You What's get the, the, episode the th oh episode three. Is Omega has control of the Matrix. Yeah, which means absolutely nothing to anyone. Omega floating across the screen like a window screensaver. <laughs> it really is that Matrix. That whole Matrix section. I think this is the other thing with the, with the Fifth Doctor in this story is. Fixing the TARDIS. Yeah. Running around Gallifrey. Yeah. Getting stazed, getting locked in Nissa's bedroom and getting one last lung full of her uh, drawers um, <laughs> before he gets off. Um, and then 
often, and then put in the Matrix for half of part three yeah. and a bit of part four yeah. and then chasing himself around Amsterdam. It's like, there's action, but there's yeah. not an awful lot of stuff to it. You know, yeah. like most of the Fifth Doctor's lines are like, there's no time. We've got yeah. to run over here now. And that's yeah. sort of Yeah, it. no, I know what you mean. Um, which is fine because it keeps the story going. But yeah. it, what's he doing? What's he saying? There's not an awful lot yeah, there. Yeah, and there's, you almost wish that there was a bit more between him and Omega. Yeah. With the realisation that, that, that he Omega. is Omega. You know, because they John's keep, got those fantastic, great scenes with yeah, him. Where he yeah, yeah. about him. You know, you know, my boyhood's hero and all this sort of stuff. Yeah. And this is, that's sort of all glossed over. I think one of the problems is that it feels very padded this story yeah and I think one of the issues with that and one of the, one of the consequences of that is that you get a lot of Time Lords referring to Omega as the creature yeah when it's been established in part one that this is a creature from the universe of Antimatter, of Antimatter. and none of them go <clears throat> he sounds a did anybody else? Yeah. It's a bit fishy. Yeah. Sound a bit like Omega. I said this to Johnny. I was like, well, surely everyone would mm. know because of that. It's like, it's going to yeah. be one of two things. It's going to be either the antimatter monster from Zeta Minor from <laughs> Planet of Evil. Doubt is him. No. Or Omega. Exactly. Who else is going to have beef with the Time Lord? Exactly. Uh, and be manipulating things exactly. from behind the scenes. He's like, come on, you And idiots. I think the other thing as well is that, and, and maybe this plays into the, maybe it's a commentary on bureaucracy because we seem to just go round and round in circles with the Time Lords yeah. and the Doctor's biodata and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the Doctor's biodata is extracted from the Matrix. Yeah. That is established. That is made very clear from part one and, and, and the Time Lords go, well, it couldn't possibly be us because none of us would be so evil to do that. It's yeah. Like, okay, but the logical conclusion is that one of you has done it. Yeah. And you're all aware that it was the Doctor's biodata and yeah. it was taken. Yeah. yeah. Okay, great. Yeah, it can only be the members of the High Council. Exactly. Then Damon takes the Doctor's biodata, rolls it up and gives it to him. Yeah. And sneaks it on board the TARDIS. The Doctor opens it and goes, ah, my biodata. Right? Yeah. It's like, yeah. <laughs> and then there's a bit where um, the Castellan goes to, it must be in uh, part three. So we're even in part three now and we're still doing this bloody yeah. game. He says to Maxil, go and check the Doctor's biodata. <laughs> he goes in and he goes... It definitely came from Gallifrey. <laughs> well, no shit. Like, obviously, like, unless they and I don't think it's trying to do this, unless it's doing like a whole, well, we need evidence to prove it yeah, beyond yeah. all reasonable doubt. Yeah. But you've all proved beyond all reasonable doubt that it was one of you. Yeah. You just don't want to admit to it and the doctor's the scapegoat. Yeah. That's a really interesting kind of yeah, concept. Yeah, yeah. But it doesn't get sold like that and it doesn't come across in that way. You know? no. Um, no. And so you feel like we're just same corridors up and down locked in that room locked in this room taken to the chamber taken to another bloody chamber it's just you know that is where this story i think it gets its it, reputation for being boring yeah because it's lots of walking up and down empty corridors yes you know and passing notes and collusion and whispering and all that sort of stuff yeah and i get that isn't everybody's cup of tea but i like the idea that gallifrey is steeped in yeah you know everyone's a shithead yeah the corridors of power yeah like the decisions are not made in that room. They're made in the corridors outside that, that room, room. being yes. whispered yeah, to yeah, and passing yeah. notes and all yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I like that. But, I mean, there's nobody in those corridors to pass notes to. It's bloody deserted. <laughs> no, they're all in that bar. They're all like, they're all <laughs> at the piss. Um, it's yeah. like the BBC bar. Maybe that's it. Maybe it's a commentary on the BBC. On the BBC. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes, Doctor Who's very popular and it gets to viewing figures, but uh, we're going to cancel it anyway because yeah. yeah, we'll they spend the money elsewhere. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, anything else? Anything else? Uh, of course, the big one that we haven't talked about, mm. Colin Baker. Colin Baker is Maxill, but he yeah. isn't. 
he's the sixth doctor and i can't watch this story without going it's just the sixth doctor it's just the sixth doctor really you, i can't disassociate yeah, it's but hard, he's great so in it he's very good and you can see how good an actor he is because it's like yeah. well, that is certainly not what he does with the sixth doctor yes um but i can't i can't. he feels a bit wasted really yeah it feels like he's he one of the best actors more, in yeah. it yeah yeah, and it, it, it's Colin always gives that anecdote about oh, you know, it's the Commander Maxwell show. Mm. You know, and that's what he was told to you know tone it down a bit. Yeah, I really want to see that version where he was like he really felt like he was the star yeah. of the show. I feel like he would have taken one look at that outfit and gone, all right, that's a bit too busy. Maybe I need to calm myself down. Otherwise, I am literally just going to be the only thing visible in this shot. Yeah, in this two shot, it's yeah, just yeah. Gonna be people staring at me in this chicken head. <laughs> Um, that I've got. Um, I like, there's, there's a, a couple of bits I want to talk about with Amsterdam. Yeah. There's a really nice bit, and it, again, you're like, oh, this is the era with no sonic screwdriver. Yeah. So the Doctor's got that device that measures the tr Omega's transference. Yeah. And Nissa says something like, well, can it lead us to him? And the Doctor goes, it's not as simple as that. And it's like, yes! Yeah. They have to try and figure out a way yeah. to get to Omega. Yeah. There's no GPS he doesn't wave a sonic around and go over there somewhere. Yeah. Um, and they have to look through a telephone directory yeah. and go to a hostel and yeah. ask questions. And I and there's another bit which I feel like is it's probably not a reference, but I feel like they're kind of in the same ballpark where he empties his pockets out. Yeah. And he hasn't got any change. He's got yeah. his hat, a cricket ball, some string, and like a bolt or yeah. something. And it's like, well, no, that's you know, it, it adds a lot more weight to the story and a lot mm. more intrigue because they're like. But he hasn't got this thing that can just fix all yeah. these problems. Yeah, even when they get first transported to Gallifrey mm. and they're in the security centre or whatever they call it and he's trying to open the door, you know, he's there fiddling around with it and yeah. then the door's open but that's because Damon's done it and yeah. even he says, oh, no, this isn't me, someone That bit else. falls pretty flat, I think. Yeah? That bit where he's going, code. Oh, yeah, that flat, bit. It's like, oh, my God, can you just get on with it? And then he opens <laughs> the door and he goes, it was just luck. And it's like... What's, what's the gag? Yeah, but now we've got that gif of when he does that with the rainbow and it's like, no fucks given. Oh, true. It is, so. Fair enough. So it was worth it. It was worth it for a, um, a gif, yeah. yeah. And it's interesting, in hindsight, this story, you know, they head in, tries to pin it on Barusa. Mm. It's like, oh, Barusa's the traitor. Yeah. A few stories later, yeah. Barusa is the traitor. traitor. Yeah. yeah. I, I like to think link. that Maybe Barusa has already got his time scoop plan in action. Yeah. And he's thinking, fuck me. Yeah. Someone's caught me out. I've not even started I, yet. I, I, it was supposed to start on Monday. Bollocks. I've got yeah. to push this back now. God, that's going to mess up I'm, all my I'm plans. Still, I, I haven't finished painting my doctor, my five my models. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. If, if somebody can edit some like paint marks on his yeah. long robes and his sleeve, that'd be brilliant. Um, shooting it in Amsterdam. Yeah. This is one thing that I really think john got so right as his, his time as producer mm. is it gives the illusion shooting abroad that there's more money than there actually yeah. is and i'm sure it's subsidized in some way either by a local tv company or it's actually cheaper just to shoot it there for a lot of different reasons or whatever but it does give the you know paris amsterdam seville mm. it gives the illusion that there's more money than yeah. there actually is and it's just kind of nice that it's not Central London again. Yeah. Or another sleepy English village. Yeah, it just makes it feel a bit bigger, doesn't it? It does. The only thing I get... Oh, Lanzarote is the other one, yeah. obviously. But it, they're very 
old people touristy place. It's where the English holiday yeah. when they want to go to Europe. You just you know? wanted them to film in the red light district, didn't you? Well, I was thinking if they got too lost and had to wander into a coffee shop and they go, well, you know, we're all a bit lost here. You, know? <laughs> you can shit down, have a, have a brownie and then nothing ever gets solved. Smoking <laughs> a pancake. <laughs> And yeah, it's just I I love it. Oh, someone just could have them been like, bumbling oh, around. Yeah, doctor, you you like the herb? I can you see like you. Yeah, yeah, it's good to smoke. Yeah, <laughs> roll it up. Um, and they just yeah, an edit of that story, but everybody's got really red eyes. Yeah, would be brilliant. And they're just bumbling around, bumping into people. Oh, well, Emma that guy shopping. Umaga, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, I think that's it. And we're going to sweat into the wrong cafe. And <laughs> just came out no, off his tits. No wonder he turned green. My God. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I like... Oh, this is something I, got, I need to ask you. If right. you can help me with this. So, in the crypt... Yeah. We hear a TARDIS materialise. Yeah. And then there's that archway and then the door opens and then, you know... <laughs> and, the, and chicken heads, you know, comes out. And then there's a couple of back and forths where people go in and out. But the one that I was like, I want to see somebody go in and then the next scene be where Omega is. So he says he's in a different universe or he's, he's somewhere else. He's contacting the Doctor through the Matrix. Yeah. He, so, but he's whole. He needs to have a body for transference. Yeah. But he's in the TARDIS, in the crypt. Yeah. In the chair. Yeah. It's like, so... Is that supposed to be a different universe? Is it white because you're going into a different universe, into the universe of antimatter? Well, I think this is what the Ark of Infinity is all about. Right. The actual Ark of Infinity. Mm-hmm. That something about it allows antimatter and matter to exist. So the Ark of Infinity it, is it, in the TARDIS. Well, I don't know. I think it's a bit more of a nebulous okay. concept than that. I don't actually know. And no. I've always thought to myself, how does he get a TARDIS? And yeah. how does he exist in Amsterdam in any sort of form? But I believe that is how it, that is the get around. Okay. Um, is that he has found the Ark of Infinity, which can allow, is this little, oh, I guess it's like a little bubble of time and space where okay. he can <clears throat> manipulate exist it in and that exist space. in that space. Okay. Um, okay. I could be completely wrong. That just threw me off. Is all. Yeah, no, it, and it, every time I always mm. think this because it's that sort of 80s Doctor Who techno babble yeah. waffle. But, but it's like you go into a TARDIS and the next scene has Randall's. Yeah. It's like, well, you're there though. You're, yeah, like, you're in that it. space. So, yeah, yeah. It's, that's always So that's thing. always confusing. And I mean, the stuff with the, I think it's called the fusion generator that Colin plugs into the... The neck brace. Yeah, like yeah. the neck brace that gets plugged into the pumps. Yeah. Um, I'm always like, well, what the why? But apparently, something to do with it be, be, because Amsterdam is below, below sea, sea level, level, so the pressure is the only thing that can get the fusion generator to work. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, if you stop those pumps, Amsterdam <laughs> would just float away. <laughs> Maybe God. he's just been on the. Wacky he sounds backy. like it. He yeah. sounds like it. Um, is that the Ark of Infinity? What do we What do we think is a kind of summary? Like it's all right. It's I don't, fine. I don't get the hatred no, for it. No. I mean, it has its shortcomings. Yeah. Um, but I don't think it's that bad. No. And I think if you like 80s Doctor Who, yeah. it's sort of an above average story for that period yeah. in time. For me, it certainly is, because I'm yeah. not a massive fan of that period. It's no. like, oh, I, you know, that was, that was quite yeah. good. But I just always feel like I, when I watch a fifth Doctor story, it's like he's not, he feels absent. The character of the Doctor kind of feels absent. Mm. I, I don't know if there's anybody else that kind of gets that with the fifth doctor. No, but... I know what you mean. I guess he's slightly more passive, mm. perhaps. I don't need my doctor to be 
knocking people out or whatever. But it's yeah. just like, he feels like as much of a passenger in his stories as his companions. Yeah. And I, I, he doesn't take charge in the same no. way that like John's doctor no, does. No, or, no, Or even Tom's, you know. Um, or Collins. Mm, mm. Um, you know, and that's a doctor that, you know... <laughs> Thrives script, on, like... Yeah, that, that, well, that's a doctor that the script editor practically writes him out of his own programme. Exactly. He, but, you know, something about him... Yeah. I guess he's just got such a big personality and he's obviously it, got such a big... A big coat. Co- yeah. <laughs> uh, it helps. Yeah, yeah, it amplifies it, doesn't it? Um, yeah, and I think it's just... It, yeah, his outfit's beige and it's, it, it's just... yeah. And I guess the, the the Gallifrey looks like you said it looks that almost feels a bit beige. Yeah. You know, there's it's not grandiose in the no. way that we've seen Gallifrey before. No. Um, it's just like right, well, we've got the sound effects and we've got the old. We've costumes. got the stasers. Yeah. We've got the we've got all the old outfits. Yeah. yeah. For the guards. Uh, and it's a shame. It's a shame they didn't go. Well, let's look at the deadly assassin and see. Okay, we have these nice green doors and we've got the panopticon. Yeah. You know. Yeah all these sets and I think you get the impression that Johnny Byrne you know he hasn't been given necessarily yeah. the three doctors to watch because yeah. I think if he had you would get more of Omega being a megalomaniac and his obsession with being real and, and you get that with, with the fairground yeah. music box scene but it's not you know that telegraphed and I think you would have had the Time Lords take it a lot more seriously and all that kind of stuff but you know hey yeah. you know it's it's a very passable episode yeah. of Doctor Who. Um, I mean, and it says a lot about the Time Lords, doesn't it? That, yeah. Oh, we don't know how to sort this problem out, but if we kill the Doctor, then everything's it's sort fine. Of not our problem anymore. Yeah, so... so and they, they have to kill him because he's half-bonded and the Doctor is sort of like his entry yeah. point into our reality. Yeah. I mean, does Omega choose the Doctor's biodata because it's like some sort of a revenge thing? You know, if I suppose that... you could do a Cartmel master plan and go, well, because we are both oh. Time Lords of, of high rank or yeah, yeah, yeah. Time Lord gods, we are the first. Yeah. It could only have been Rassilon, yeah. who is in a tomb and might get woken up soon, apparently, I've heard some rumours, yeah. and you, and yeah. that sort of it, and Tech Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, um Yeah, I mean, you know, otherwise you'd just be like, well, surely you just get some like menial Joe Blonde. Yeah, yeah. Who's just like the lavatory attendant or uh, Damon? Yeah, like or Damon. Yeah. Anybody you can do a transfer with. Yeah. And I thought it's, it was funny as well. Like a couple of you know uh, Gallifrey soldiers either get stasered. I think most of them get up in the end. But like Barusa, when Barusa's shot and dies, there's no regeneration. Head in, you mean? Head in. No, yeah. well, Barusa. No, no, head in. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Barusa doesn't get off. Um, yeah, like when Hedin dies, yeah. it's like there's no regeneration. But then I guess it's lucky that every Time Lord that dies in this story was on their last life. Yeah, yeah. So you don't have to get another actor yeah. in to do the regeneration. Well, it's, they've got the impulse laser, haven't they, in the beginning? That's what Hedin uses to kill that guy. And, and an impulse laser just does a Time well, Lord Well, I in. assume so. Ah. It's really interesting when he comes in and he goes, ah, good evening. Impulse laser? laser? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know, like, if you pointed a gun at me, Billy, I wouldn't be like... Oh, Beretta? Yeah, one for PP. You know, yeah, exactly. Um, but hey-ho. Hey-ho. It's, it's fine. It's, it's fine, it's, yeah. It's all right. Yeah. It's all right. How does the fifth doctor know what an, or- an Orgon and an Ergon is? He's like, oh, it's an, an Ergon. It's an Ergon. One of Omega's shittier attempts at psychosynthesis. Maybe or he was like, at one point, Omega was like, I've been thinking about this design 
for this thing. It looks like a fucking chicken. It's <laughs> rubbish. Yeah, that's rubbish. Oh, uh, well, it's better than the. So, lobby. brother Time Lord, <laughs> what do you think of this? Oh, well, I think that's pretty appalling. Yeah, right? yeah, it looks, uh, looks like a chicken, sir. So, uh, um, oh, what? <laughs> I'll rustle one up with you know I I will just rustle one up for you with my uh, powers of will. (laughs) I can do a door. I'll do a chicken for you. (laughs) He's good, the doctor. He helps him out with that. Maybe maybe the doctor was like, I tell you what, what would look really scary is this chicken. Okay, I'll trust you, I'll trust you, brother Time Lord. I trust that you're not lying to me. You won't deceive me again. There you go. Well, that was the arc of infinity. Yeah, it's so okay. Yeah. yeah, it's just it's just fine. Yeah, I mean when you consider that time flight was the story that came before. Wow, it, I know anything is better than that. I've been thinking maybe time flight should be coming up on our agenda quite Heck soon because me. we have been doing the review of death yeah. now for a year. It'll wow. be a year next week as of this episode coming out as a podcast. As a podcast, yeah, um, which is crazy. Um, that yeah, we we shot the first one a couple of days ago, a, a year ago. Um, and it, how exciting it all was I know I know how I'm new and exciting sick it of felt. it now um, <laughs> but thank you all so much for your support over the last year thank you um, we wouldn't have been doing it and keeping it up and enjoying it as much if you nope. guys weren't enjoying it either so yeah. massive thanks for everybody who listens to it on their commute that's my favourite thing when I see people say yeah. I've got a long drive or yeah. I've got a whatever and I'm listening to the podcast yeah. and it's like that's... shit don't listen to us on a long drive no no crashing with, with kids in the car no shit um, uh, yeah and people who obviously watch us on YouTube as well thank you so much mm. and your support and sharing it around and, and, and all that good stuff um, we've got some cool stuff hopefully coming up maybe like a kind of a live-ish Review of death yep. from within the studio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get some more details on that soon. Yeah. More interviews, um, more reviews, more good stuff. So, yeah, thank you very much, everybody, for thank you. your support over the last 12 months. And, uh, yeah, I mean, good times for Review of Death. We've got lots of new Doctor Who to talk about. We've got lots of new Doctor Who coming up. Maybe by the next time we see each other, we'll have a title. If not, we'll moan about it for another 15 minutes, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll keep on keeping on. Yeah. Look out for a new poll. Uh, we'll have a new episode to have a look at. I think I might chuck Curse of the Black Spot in there again, because I do fancy watching that. Do you? For some reason, I just what, thought... Are you sadist? Well, I think it's because it's... I can do a crap modern who, because it's 45 minutes. Yeah. And we've, They're easier to watch. Yeah. And we've ragged on series six a lot. And I feel like, you know, we've done Closing Time. That was Series 6, wasn't it? Yeah, that it? was shite. And that wasn't great. But I feel like it, the more that we can kind of put Justi- our case forward... Justify... I justify our hatred by watching the worst ones <laughs> from that series. Um, yeah, I think we should do uh, Curse of the Black Spot. What's your favourite Series 6 episode? Is there a good one in there? Yeah. The first ones are good. Oh, the... Impossible, Impossible Astronaut, Astronaut, Day of the Moon. That's yeah. good. Uh, the Girl Who Waited, is that series six? Now, do you know what? Everyone raves about that story mm. and I've never got it. Well, maybe maybe we'll do a series six double bill. We could do... Oh, cricket. Yeah. Well, let's, let's split it up across two episodes. I won't put us through two series six episodes well, we could do. in one. We could do. I mean, it's only two 45-minute episodes to That's watch. That's true. Well, let us know what you fancy seeing, yeah, everybody. If you we'll... fancy us doing a double whammy of series six shitness. A turd sandwich, then we'll, mm. we'll do it for you. We'll make it so. Yeah. See you next time. See you next time. Goodbye. He's not in this story. I don't know why I did his voice. You just do it. It's it's like a tick. Yeah. Like when you laugh sometimes, there's a Tom grin that appears in your face. Ah.